Flush the bombers, get the subs in launch mode. We are at DEFCON 1. DEFCON 1. Cincinnati, Ohio. One more hour and I'll be home. Close my eyes and rest my bones. Can't be more than a mile or so from Cincinnati, Ohio. Cincinnati, Ohio. Welcome to the Hunt for Reds October podcast, episode 67. I'm your host, Coop, and we've got some people here to talk as much baseball as we can during our global pandemic. First, we have the sponsor of the podcast, Callie. How are you doing tonight? Pretty good. How are you doing? Oh, I'm, I'm here. Here, Polly. How are you tonight? Here's the thing, Coop. I'm living a dream, as always. That was me opening up a beer, but I already poured beer in my... Uh, fake ozark trail yeti because i'm cheap this so is, this is my beer bottle. all you reds fans bottle we all excited to be here too, thank basically. you always i'm excited to have you we also have branch on tonight branch how you doing uh i'm doing pretty decent i i really miss people places and things to do but other than that i'm great glad, glad you had me on thanks Hey, no problem, no problem. We also have Mr. Obscure, former Reds, Ken. He's on with us tonight. Ken, how you doing? Ken. Let's try this without the mute button on. Uh, Shout out to uh, episode number 67, the Patrick Kiblahan episode. Um, I would really love to watch baseball. I I watched the Mets-Reds game from last May on Fox Sports.com, and I still watch the whole... freaking game and it was frustrating because it's not real baseball but it looked like it all right all right we also have ryan on tonight ryan how are you hey all you cool cats and kittens i'm doing great uh just stuck here with all these fucking kids and my wife um i'd like to give a shout out (laughs) to letter q uh my shout out's gonna be to ram at uncram follow ram uh, is this Sesame Street? That's, that's well, my shout out. Is Graham. Oh, Graham. shit. Our first topic actually came as one of our listener questions. And uh, I think we can take this question and expand it to some other players in the Reds. Uh, the hashtag this week was hashtag Birmingham Big Red. Uh, so Rod Fletcher asked, will Nick Castellanos play a game for the Cincinnati Reds? Now, Nick Castellanos has an opt-out after one year in his contract, but there's also other free agents that uh, are on the red. So why don't we talk about that? Uh, In my opinion, I hate to say it, but if there's no baseball in 2020, I don't think Nick Castellanos plays a game for the Reds. Callie, your thoughts? I actually agree with you. I don't, I, I think that's just it. It's over. <laughs> Unfortunately, I, I wish that I could say that he would be like a nice guy to play for his first season like he was supposed to, but that's not how that works. I think that's unfortunately just all she wrote on that. If there's ball this season and there's not going to be baseball this season. Ryan. I actually think that he will play a game 
Cincinnati Reds if there's no baseball this season. He has an opt-out. I was looking at his contract. He has an opt-out after this season, as everyone knows. But he also has an opt-out after the 2021 season. So I don't think the players are going to get their full salaries for the season, even if they do come back and play. So he has, I want to say there's either four, $4 million deferred next season that he can be paid. So it's basically come pay for $20 million for 2021 and opt out again for free agency because I, I think if we lose the season entirely, I don't think there's going to be many big contracts handed out in free agency leading up to the 2021 season because the owners are crying poor mouth and not wanting to pay players as it is. And them lo- losing a year of revenue is only going to make that worse. True. So, yes, I think he will play at least one season okay. Cincinnati Reds. Branch. All right. I, uh, I think he'll play – Whatever this season ends up looking like, would it be fair of me to say that I don't? I'm not sure that he'll play a game at Great American Ballpark as a Red ever, because I do think that they're going to make this Arizona thing happen um, just for the TV money. Uh, it's going to be a weird season, and I think he will. He will play for the Reds, and it's just going to depend on the kind of season he has. Um, you know, as to whether he opts out and but again i as ryan said i don't think there's going to be a whole lot of money being tossed around those owners are going to want to recoup this money they're going to lose this year hence the pushing for you know this this season that's going to happen whether it be grapefruit and cactus or just cactus and it's it's looking more and more like it's going to be a grapefruit and cactus thing so i i think he will play as a red you know and we'll we'll all be dying for it because it probably won't happen until the beginning of July but um, uh, yeah I think he will I just don't know if he'll be around next season if he if he goes off in that Arizona league and has a monster you know what would be basically a second and a half then he's going to opt out you know which, which is smart on his part here's the thing Polly, give me your thoughts on does Castellanos play a game for the Reds here's the thing about the woo before this greg i miss you the window has been open you know once a red's been making these moves and if the season happened the window closes a lot more for us especially cassianos because he's kind of a big key to this team right now and if it doesn't happen that window is shut even more for us so yeah i i would want i i mean my my heart tells me I want it to happen, but my head, you know, like trying to be, trying to like, you know, for myself, it's not going to happen. So, unfortunately, shout out to Greg. Shout out to Greg. Ken, give me your thoughts. I'm actually less worried about Nick Castellanos with when the owners are going 11 months with zero revenue. That's going to get some some tight buttholes. They're not going to be giving out huge six, seven, eight, nine, ten figure contracts to free agents. I think Nick Castellanos takes his sixteen million, pockets it, and run and runs to the Reds dugout and loves it. So I think Nick Castellanos is a Red in twenty twenty one, just because of the weird situation. I think his agent's going to say, "Hey." You should take what's guaranteed to you and love it. Now, what 
who intrigues me are Bauer and Disco. Bauer and Disco are free agents. Uh, Major League Baseball has already said that free agents will get their service time for 2020. So Bauer is a free agent. Disco is a free agent. Bauer makes $18 million, which is about the qualifying offer for next year. Disco makes 5.9, which is nowhere near the qualifying offer for next year. So if the Reds look at their finances and say, hey, we got no revenue for year, I don't know what how it I don't know if they can expand the payroll for 140 some million from guaranteed money. And, and that, that will include, and that will water down the outfield the outfield slugger market too cuz uh-huh. like, he's going to be out there and he'll be he'll be a big contract. He'll well, be the big contract. So yeah. and to to fin- to finish up the thought, the uh, I can see the Reds offering Offering a a qualifying offer to one of the two, but probably not both, because right now they're paying them twenty four million, and the qualifying offer total would be thirty six million. I don't know if they can afford both after a year of zero revenue. Well, that's a good point that you and I think it was Ryan that made about what is free agency even going to look like if there's not a twenty twenty season. The, it's a big change. It, it's it's kind of an unknown because yeah i mean the the most recent comparison would be where the 94 postseason was wiped out by the strike and then some of uh spring training was wiped out by the strike the next season i'd have to go back and look and see what kind of free agents were signed in but of course that's a completely different economic climate too so we're kind of in an unprecedented waters here and hey, Ken, to answer your question, I think you, the I think the way about that is you give Bauer the qualifying offer and try to work out an extension with Disco. But if you can't work out an extension, you just let him walk because I mean you've got you've got pitching in the, and and in order to be able to afford the contract that they put out, you've got to rely on your farm system to fill holes for your higher dollar free agents. So okay. I mean Disco, so, yeah, is making yeah. five point nine million. But he's probably going to command twelve to fifteen on the market. So if they play zero games this year, they were counting on they were counting on the the acceleration of Lodolo and Green to give them an insight to okay, will our two top prospects be ready to go for if not twenty twenty one, then twenty twenty two? If they don't play any baseball this year, they're blind to how good those two. So now they go into twenty twenty one saying. I have no idea how good our two top prospects are. So do we need to sign a one-year free agent just to fill it out until 2020? Or do we need to sign a two or three or four-year free agent? Because we well, don't yeah. know how good Nick well, I mean, and Hunter are going to be. I mean, you still got Malley. He can fill a rotation spot until you figure out what you got in Lodolo. He's a four um, or five. He's not a one or, or a two. Like... That's all Disco is. You've got your one and two. You've got, you've got Castillo. And you've got... I would argue Disco is pretty good. Disco is a I mean, two well, or a yeah, three. But... Puff goes really good. He's also when healthy, healthy look well. at his health. Yeah, well, when healthy. Has he really been healthy the last five, say five years? Okay. Let's go to Branch. Branch, what are your thoughts on... <laughs> <laughs> That's great radio. <laughs> on qualifying first to Disco and... Uh, or if either or both, what do you think? It's it, Bauer's a wild card. 
you know, you got the whole one-year contract and free agency thing. Uh, you know, until the pandemic thing started, I I really thought that there might be a chance to actually hang on to Bauer just because of the way the the organization has basically went all in on a lot of his pitching philosophy, you know, um, with Kyle Bodie and everything that, that, that would, that would kind of make him feel like, Hey, this, these people actually like, like me, you know, which he, I don't think he's got a whole lot in his life. Um, with disco, if I'm disco, I don't, it, it, even if I get a qualifying offer, I, I walk because he's probably looking at a good three year, what, 15 per mil per year deal fairly easy. You know, I mean, they can give him a qualifying offer, but I don't think he's going to take it. I, so I, I it's say, a very similar, it's very yeah. similar to Wheeler. What Wheeler, what happened yeah, to Wheeler in the it past is. offseason. Very similar. It, it is very similar. And Wheeler, really nice deal. And then you throw so, in the unknown. <laughs> then you throw in the unknown. Yeah. I, I, but, you know, because if, if I'm disco, I want a payday, especially if I'm healthy. You know, because that you, you want a good payday. The unknown is why I think there won't be as much turnover between teams as... I, I don't think as, there will be either. Yeah, that we're going to see a lot of people either accepting qualifying offers or accepting one- to two-year deals between uh, with their existing clubs to either, one, all the uncertainty of the coronavirus, or two, settle the uncertainty of the li- of the MLB labor market, because doesn't the CBA expire in 20? Yeah. Or is it 2021? Yeah. Uh, 2021. I think, yeah, I think it's 2021. 20, so they've got... And, and and you've got other people like like Lindor out there that are going to be, instead of having, you know, we were, basically everybody was thinking at some point this year Lindor is probably going to be traded if yeah. the Indians aren't in it. And that forces the Indians to be like, okay, where are we? Yeah. So and a couple other teams are like, okay, where are we? That are yeah. possibly right. they could go for it. Possibly, <laughs> it's going to be so crazy and weird. And I would, I would, they just all get shell shocked and just don't move. You know. Yeah. So the players are going to are going to say, give me my fifteen or twenty million, uh, while I do my thing for whatever time period, and I will. It, whatever happens on the other end of the collective bargaining or COVID is whatever happens. But now yeah. I, I've at least gotten my money. Yeah. And so they're going the qualifying offer, if it's 18 or 18, 19 million, you're going to see a crap ton of people accepting qualifying offers. That's my prediction. And I don't disagree with you on that. Bauer may be somebody who accepts it. Hey, my, there might hey, be might. a lot of people accept them. Yeah. Polly, do you got any thoughts? Um, I think with Bauer, the moves that we've made in the organization with well, for Bauer, and I say for Bauer, with like Bodie and all this pitcher pitching organization that we've made, the changes that we've made, I think that like with the circumstances that happened this year, I think like him and Disco would be like, all right, like we did have a thing going on, like the team, like I just, I think these these guys would be willing to actually take not a pay cut or anything, but like be like, all right this is a team actually that we could win that was going to win. And I, I have a, I have faith in these guys. I would that, that recognize that at least, I but baseball is business. And I always, always will say that baseball is business. Kelly. I see what you mean, Polly. And I like, I definitely kind of, I, I hear your sentiment and I wish that I felt like they would do like the right thing and, you know, want to stick around and try to play for the team that, 
would hopefully win and we were all, all really excited about but you are correct it is a business i think that eventually it's all going to come down to money and uh, i don't know that we'd hold on to them or not i i don't know I, I see what you mean though i definitely get what you're saying when you like the cohesiveness and how excited they all seemed like you, you'd hope to hang on to that and try for the season but i i don't know i think it's all going to be money well i think that if i were the reds i'd offer both of them a qualifying offer with the thought that Trevor Bauer, because yeah. Trevor Bauer has been on the record saying that he's only going to accept one-year contracts, and well, qual- that would be a one-year contract, right? Though. Right. A qualifying offer at eighteen million, right? That was yep, he but might accept it. He might, but I think he's going to be looking for more on a one-year deal, like a twenty-five million on a one-year deal. After this, but year, you know what? After this if year, it were you're a regular right. Year, if it's a regular year, yes, revenue. Yes, he'd be gone. But this year, uh, I don't. Know. He's. I mean, I don't know what to expect from Trevor Bauer. I think honestly, Disco's. I, I think Disco's uh, performance is more. I think there's more likely that we know what we'll get from Disco than than Bauer. Bauer's great is better than Disco's great, but Bauer's worse is te- is more worse than Disco's terrible. So, do you think that Disco would take a sunny type deal, or would it have, would it cost more? Maybe a little more, but not. I I think that's a good place to start for the Reds. I would what's say, su- hey, what's Sunny's deal? What's Sunny's deal? Three for thirty. That's a uh, no. Yeah. That's a great place to start. It is a good yep. place to start. I would See, absolutely. I think, I think you offer you offer Bauer no matter what because if you if he takes it, good deal. If he doesn't, you get the draft pick. I mean, it's it's not you know you're talking eighteen to nineteen million here, and he didn't fight arbitration this year, so well, and then you know, they you, settled before arm, and in a normal like Ken was saying again, yeah, but is is a team going to maybe balk at signing somebody to such a high average annual value coming off of perhaps no season? I think they worry more about in terms of of length of how much they're spending they're not going to do three years at 18 but when you're at 18 five or 19 that's like well okay that's fair no no, no. You know? I, I i agree with that 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 they'll take on the year contract versus versus a bryce harper or a strasburg or a scherzer contract of 400 million i mean if there's a contract that's in nine figures next year I'll be stunned after a year of zero for all of the owners. I mean, they've got a lot of money, but they're business owners and they don't, and they're tight wads too. So we'll see. They're tight wads. No, I I don't think Mookie's got, I don't think Mookie's going to get a nine figure contract. Go ahead, Paul. Yeah, he is. You guys, you guys break up a good, you guys break up a good thing as is owners have been tight wads for more than 20 years in baseball, any sport in general, like they're going to put fucking, um, they're not going to put asses into the seats. So I like, I just had to, I, 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 uh, while you guys were talking, I was like, owners are going to want to spend money, butts in the seats next year to make sure they have, you know, 45,000 people in the stadium almost every single night. So you might see, teams spend money that you've never seen 
before. And you're going to be like, where the fuck does this money come from? It's come from people that have had money in the team that never want to put money back into the team. I think you might see a, a little bit different direction, just a tad, with free agents this year. Becoming, well, the coming 2021 season. Because you're all you're, you're, you're taking it like they've been losing at the casino. They took a big hit, so they yeah. double down. Yeah, they're going to double down. Okay. I think all I think right. I think every you know sports going to spend sports going to double down. Go you know who's going to spend money next year? The Texas Rangers. That's who's going to spend a shit ton of money. Okay. They've got a brand new ballpark they just paid for that's sitting empty. Not the Padres. Sorry, I'm joking. I, I don't think, but the Rangers just put a brand new ballpark in, and nobody's sitting in it right now. They're going to spend a shit ton of money. That's that's they're very gonna, true. They're going, they're going all in. You know who's going to sign Trevor Bauer to a big to a, a big one year deal? The Texas Rangers. You know who's going to offer Mookie a bunch of money? The Texas Rangers. I'm not saying those guys are going to sign there, but they're they're going to want to put a shit ton of butts in seats over there. Not only that, the Red Sox have a ton of money coming off payroll. There's a good chance Mookie could re-sign with the Red Sox. The Red Sox do have a, a bunch of money between that they alleviated price, they alleviated uh, Mookie. Uh, is does Pedroia or, come or off Porcello's too off at thirty books. million? Uh, I'm pretty sure Pedroia comes off the per, books. I think well. per- Porcello comes off too, doesn't he? Oh my uh, holy! He, He's already off. They've got they just losing what they lost, just losing, just basically giving up Mookie's twenty-eight million dollar contract for for Cello's eleven or twelve, I think it was. Price's thirty-one, thirty-one million contract. Losing those this offseason got them under the threshold. Next year, next year they have even more money coming off. So there's a good chance that they're going to be right back in on Mookie. I know all the Red Sox fans are, are are already talking about it. Like, oh, yeah. we've really hosed the Dodgers. We've got those two top prospects, and we're going to really. But there's a good chance that Mookie just goes back there and maybe never plays a game for the Dodgers. So let's look at this from a, from a bless you, whoever sneezed, uh, from a major league standpoint. I'll own that one. That, that, was, that was me. <laughs> That's fine. So some <laughs> of the free agents are after what was supposed to be the 2020 season. JT Real Muto. Uh, George Springer, Mookie Betts, obviously Trevor Bauer, Marcus Simeon, Justin Turner, DJ LeMahieu, those kind of guys. So if you're a free agent this offseason and there's been no baseball, you've got to feel pretty uneasy, especially somebody like Betts thinking you're going to get a, I'm not saying a Mike Trout kind of contract, but maybe like a Manny Machado type of deal, like a nine or 10 million or 10, 10 years. Thirty million a year. You're not going to get that coming off no season. That's some of my thoughts. It, it is that the players, the players are are, are gonna are gonna be concerned about. Hey, we don't know what's going on with our contract, so we'll see what we can get. Versus the the few owners that are willing to spend spend on a Mookie or um a someone else who's out there and then there's no there's no other money but bauer i can see bauer taking his money and stashing it and running or disco being like yep i'll take my 15 million for two years but you got my point Um, yeah no the free agency market is so uncertain that 
I think that gives power to the owners that the owners are going to say, hey, we don't know what money we have, but money we do have, we're going to keep it close to our vest versus the players are going to say, we have no idea what money the owners have. So we're going to take what we can get. Is that right? I don't, of course, not, probably not, but it's going to be the reality of this is an unprecedented. We've never seen something like this. This is not Kurt Flood. This is not 1994. This is not 1990. This, this is not 1981. It's not 9-11. This is un- it's also not 9-11. Shout out. Sorry. Didn't mean to throw you off your concentration there. No, uh, but, <laughs> uh, but you know what I mean? That the uncertainty is going to make people hoard money as close to the vest as they can get it. So with the Disco or Cassianos or um, Bauer, they're probably going to take the money that they can get guaranteed and say, "Yep, I'll take this," and then go in, into 2021 and then the, and then put their feelers out. 2021. I think the uncertainty would come to an end if baseball can start, say, around the first of June, something like that, because there's been talk of opening up. Uh, some areas that aren't as hard hit by the pandemic as early as May 1st, starting like a phased kind of open up things around the country. And if if this Arizona plan that Branch was talking about that we also talked about a little bit last week, if the Arizona plan, I say Arizona plan, the spring training plan. I know if, what you mean. Yep. yep. If, Playing with the White Sox and the Dodgers right. and the Indians and the Reds, all in the same division. So if baseball can start at the spring training sites with no fans, say middle of June. Let's just be conservative, middle of June. I think you can have a normal free agency after that because you'll play probably maybe a 120-game schedule. So it all depends on... Go ahead, Polly. No, no, I'm sorry. I'm very sorry. There would be competitive baseball played if there were 120 games played. Very competitive baseball. Guys will know they have to like make money next year, and be and, you know like they know the position. Like I, I think they would. <laughs> one hundred twenty game season would be the most competitive baseball I think we've ever seen before. Oh my yeah, opinion. completely different than what was it the eighty one season where they did the split season and all that. Oh fuck yeah, the split season. You're Son. right. Yeah, that. I'm glad I was only one year old for that because I would have been pissed. Oh, but, shit. But what? What? I don't know that. I don't know about that. The Reds have the best record in baseball and didn't make the playoffs. That's all you need to know. Yeah. Move on. I thought that was like '94 too, basically. Like they well, no, they there, no, no, no. The, there were playoffs in '80. There were no playoffs in '94. Right. The Reds had the uh, best record in baseball in '80 and didn't make the playoffs. So in four, I think the Expos had the best record, but that was before yeah. the three yeah. the three divisions in each league. So the Reds were in the NL West. And we're leading the West, and the Expos were leading the East. We're leading the East. The the Expos and Tony Gwynn got fucked in 94. Yeah, Tony Gwynn had a shot at 400. And Matt Williams was on pace for for 60 home runs. And Pedro was on that team, right? Oh, the Expos had. Larry Walker and Ken Hill and uh, Jeff Facero. I mean, that team was It was stacked. Stacked. Yep. Yeah, go to Baseball Reference and look up the '94 Expos. I it constantly think Delano Shields. Um, you go ahead. You put stacked. 
no, you're fine. No, I was like, my thoughts about, about that this conversation was like, what were like, what were the Rays plan to basically? You know, like they never really like fully like said like what was going to go happen, what was going to happen, like where baseball was going to be played with the Tampa Bay Montreal Rays this year. Oh, they're sure they're in Tampa. Tampa. They were going to be in Tampa. Yeah, sure at least on top of Tampa. Oh, yeah. the entire season. At least be in Tampa. Sunday, uh, fucked all that up. Yeah. Yeah, I I think that their lease exp- doesn't expire until after 2020. So they would have yeah. been in Tropicana if there's okay. a 2020. And if if they play spring training sites, then in my thought, and I'll get everybody else's thoughts about this too. Say you're playing spring training sites. Well, Florida in the summer it rains, and Arizona in the summer it's hot as balls. Hot as fuck. But Jesus. you have Chase Field in Phoenix, and you have Tropicana and then the Marlins Stadium in Florida. I think you're going to see a lot of games played in those stadiums if they go with the spring training. Maybe even I think sked- they're also going to use. I think they're also going to use minor league stadiums as well. There's a bunch of minor league stadiums, Arizona and Florida. Um, I also think that as the as as things open up more throughout the year, I mean, you could see you could see. I hell, I, I mean, I could see like the Reds being right here in Nashville at the sounds the brand new Sound Stadium. You know, I mean, I could I could see them as things open up, moving teams to different minor league stadiums or sites to facilitate more games being played and to deal with weather because that's going to be a huge deal. I think that if they do move around marketing too, it's going to be more in the South. So I think Nashville. Yeah, I I can see that, but I can also see stadiums with domes. So you got chase field, you got Tampa, you got Miami. You also have Toronto and Seattle teams that have domes that they can close off. I think you're going to see a lot of teams scheduled to play there that aren't even in that city. So, Let's say, I don't. I don't think they'll do that until until the playoffs. I think. You think? Yeah. I think, Playoff uh, games will be in. in I, I think the plan in will be warm weather cities and through once you start, because the idea is to test a lot, and you know MLB this week actually tested ten thousand people in forty eight hours, which is impressive for the for the antibodies. If you have if if you're, you're immune which to means it. You yeah, and those and those results will be published this week, which kind of kind of anxious for that. And I'm, and it's not just that MLB did this for the spring training. It's MLB has done other stuff with different research groups because it's a fairly organized organization, and they're quick at doing stuff like this over a broad spectrum, a big geographic area. Um, so that was that was really cool to to hear this week, and I got to listen to uh, the doctor that led that study and stuff and it was just a quick swab and they were able to get them all in and get them all tested and again the, the results of that will drop this week will will probably tell us all about where we're all at a lot more than anything that you know anybody else is you know tell us tell us but they're working real hard on this to where you know you can you can test everybody on, on a daily basis so I, I and i really think that the that the the, the spring training leagues are going to happen because that, that tv revenue We've said it on this podcast a bunch of times. TV rules. You know, they worry about attendance uh, some, but the TV contracts. Are the oh, TV, TV the money yeah. is the biggest uh, piece of the yeah. pie. And, but think about this. It's, I'm, I'm trying to be positive about it. You might start a game. There might be 
a game that's uh, you know at eleven a.m. on Sunday on, on, on you know on any given day in Florida, and it's going to work its way through until there's probably a you know the big time game for Florida would be a four o'clock game, right? They'll they'll probably try to keep it to where it's that. And they're talking about having every team has one doubleheader a week, or well, you know, teams have one doubleheader a week, and those are seven inning games instead of nine to offset the the, the amount of time that's going to play them. And then you end up with your prime time being a you know Cactus League showdown, which they can market that nationally. You know, you you play the the seven o'clock game, and then you get that West Coast primetime game that at ten o'clock. I think they, I think they're going to do it. I think it's going to be well. And then you'll probably see the big stadiums get filled up to where there's actually some fans. Let's hope in um, in the South because the playoffs are going to be be pushed back. You know, we're probably we're probably in World Series in November. Yeah, like, neutral side um, playoff games. Yes, yeah, yeah. They've already mentioned neutral side playoff games, and that would not surprise me. You can't uh, be going to Minnesota. You can't be going to Minnesota in, in December. December. Yeah. Luckily, Minnesota sucks. So <laughs> <laughs> they're not going to play baseball in 110 degree weather in the day. So that that limits what they can do for baseball. Now, what unfortunately that means we're going to see Reds games at 10 p.m. The best best case scenario is we see Reds games at 10 p.m. in Goodyear, Arizona. So. I see the first three innings and then to bed. Now that's better than that's better than nothing, of course. W- waking up and saying, "Okay, they won or lost," but that's not. I can't appreciate the game of batter to batter, pitch pitch to pitch, as much as as much as an East Coast game. Seeing Luis Castillo start a game or Sonny Gray start a game and Iglesias, uh, Iglesias. Finish a game, close it, and and stand up and, and raise his arms as he does. So that's where I think the doubleheaders will come in. Iglesias isn't going to close the game anyway. He's going to give it up. Don't worry well, about it. I mean, close well, the game. I think, I think that's, that's not what I mean. Come in the doubleheaders will be it, though. That's, but you know my, my point is that we're not going to see – is that get, when games started at, at 10.05 or 10.10 that – Eastern time, I can't stay up and and see a one a one a.m. finish of the Red and White Sox happen because I, I think I, you'll, start, you'll see Reds game starting at eight to eight thirty on on Eastern East Coast time. Look with a little bit of heat as soon as the sun goes down, it cools off. Uh, what was I going to say? I I think you're going to see. I think I think Branch is right. I think you're going to get a normal start time for East Coast teams playing because I think I think there's going to end up being two games played at a park at a, a night. So you're going to get a, one game starting at seven seven thirty five East Coast time, and then another game starting at ten thirty eleven East Coast time. So it kind of lines up a little more for those markets, so to speak. Um, depending on who is considered the home team and who's the away team. Well, and piggybacking and off of also that, a lot more day games as well. I think piggybacking off of that, if if it's 110 in Arizona and it's 
monsoon in Florida can piggyback those game at the same stadium. So say you have yeah. two West Coast teams right, that's what I mean, yeah. playing the late game at like Tropicana Field, but then you have two East Coast teams who play at like five or six afternoon get that game over with. Then you play the West Coast teams in the same stadium because you're not going to have fans, so it doesn't matter. Exactly. Yep, absolutely agreed. Yep. You could you could also see games that are played at say at 10 or 11 o'clock East Coast time and replayed at the normal time the next day. You think they would go to recording games? I possibly uh, um, maybe do it on a day off. The teams have a day off. Keep continuity. Say, I'm just saying, you could see just f- for TV revenue. I mean, you should either a replay or doing recording of game. I, it's gonna. I think whatever we're gonna. I think whatever we're about to see, if all this opens up and they can play games, we've never seen anything like it. Oh, absolutely. So it's completely. So I think. Yeah. So. Are off. I think we're going to end up getting recorded games. We're going to get games starting at one 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 a.m. <laughs> East Coast time. I mean, I think we're we're about to see some weird shit going down. And I also think that MLB. I I think I wouldn't not. I won't say I think. I would not be surprised their their subscription channel. I I wouldn't be surprised if they get rid of blackouts and make it free for people to watch during. They fucking better. During the pandemic, they better only something, because like it's going to be harder than ever to watch your favorite team anyway because of the time constraints. But also, you're trying to get people to buy, buy back into baseball. Period. Like baseball was having an issue marketing its players and doing the correct thing to begin with. The right thing to do is to make all games available for people to watch because we ain't doing shit else right now. Even if we open back up, like we're not moving around as freely as we used to. We're mostly staying at home except to go to work and come home. Like we're not going to be open 100% right off the bat. I mean, we're looking not until we at least get a vaccine. So why not go ahead and make your product freely available to anyone who wants to consume it? Because I'm telling you right now, if you're the only sport on, everyone's going to be watching it. Well, and if you have these centralized locations for these games, you don't have to worry about exposing a bunch of TV <coughs> crews to potential, you know, COVID-19. You could have a couple of, like, TV crews that everybody just uses the feed, and you can have your local announcers announce the games off of that feed from, you know, your home right. city or your yeah, home studio or something. Yeah, you basically have you basically have two crews. Alternate everyone's day off to where everyone gets two days off. They're working 40 hours a week, doing their normal thing. But it's, I mean, you're, as a crew, you're doing two games a night. Possibly, maybe even three. Who knows what's going on? So, I mean, I, I think we could definitely be waking up at like, I don't know, 9 a.m. and the ball game on. And then during the middle of the afternoon, there's nothing. And then in the evening, there's two games. I mean, there's a good chance of it. be like soccer. I love it. Right? <laughs> Goddamn play. Fuck soccer. I don't like the, soccer. Birmingham doesn't like soccer. Birds tend to like soccer. Only I, it's shit to do and there's and there's hippies with long hair. If I woke up on a on a Sunday morning and baseball was on at nine AM, like legitimately and could fall asleep to baseball on a Sunday night. You know, Paul. I mean it's weekend a dream ever. for me. That's a dream for me. Like I could watch baseball all day. I love it. I agree. Paula, you could say that would be easy like a Sunday morning. 
<laughs> on that note, why don't we? I, I gotta admit, I gotta admit, living on the West Coast, that was cool. When, when you live on the West Coast and you wake up and there's a uh, on a on a Sunday, all these one a.m. games are starting. It's great. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So you're sitting there with your Fruit Loops and just being like, "Oh, there's one." Also, like, you, yeah, you also have Can to wake up at like three or four a.m. to watch a Formula watch a Formula One race, you know, because they don't have racist drivers in it. So. Yeah, likely there are no races in Europe. So let's uh, transition to some listener questions here. (laughs) Before everybody starts tearing each other apart. Jonathan Webster, he used the hashtag Burmy in Big Red. Did you write a dictionary? Oh, that's a Burmy level joke, Ken. Come on. What is... (laughs) What is (laughs) the... Shout out to Burmy. What is the first restaurant you want to go to after quarantine? Let's start with you, Paulie. Here's the thing. First <laughs> restaurant I'm going to go to is probably going to be Jeff Ruby's Steakhouse. <laughs> Thanks for the follow. Though I got unblocked, that was awesome. <laughs> or um, probably Molly Malone's. To be honest with you, for a good beer. That's not a bad choice, uh, Ken. First restaurant you're going to go to after quarantine, like go to, like sit down, not just you know. Yeah. Sure. Um, I also love a great fucking steak. So it's probably Carlo and Johnny's or it's um, Jeff Ruby's original um, or it's or it's Prime 47. I don't know what it is, but it's a great steak. I love a steak. And so I'm going to cut that shit open and savor it. Branch. Uh, I make better steaks than all those fucking people, so. Touche, bitches. I'm just trying to get a free steak through Jeremy. I totally get that. Um, you know, I, shit, if I had a restaurant to choose, man, I could really go for Fita's there in, in, in Covington. Get some fucking tacos, that jalapeno margarita. Oh, have them bring it to me on the sidewalk on a nice Sunday afternoon in, in Covington. That sounds pretty fucking legit right there. So my balls are tickled by that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, my uh, <laughs> my restaurant, and I've we've had takeout a couple times from there, but I want to go to Bard's Burgers in Latonia because they have just an amazing burger. Just sit back at Bard's, eat some burger. Eat some, drink some beers, support some local business. I think that's what I'll do when when quarantine's over and it's safe to go about our normal lives. Gonna hit up Bards, and you should too because it's awesome. Anyway, everybody likes Bards. Everybody likes Bards. Ode to the twenty or Ode to the Reds twenty twenty World Series has a question. Hashtag Birmingham Big Red. Who would be the last person standing if everyone currently recording on the podcast would fight? No weapons. Well, since Callie dropped off, she would probably be the last one standing. Hmm. It would probably be Branch, if I had to say. Yeah, I'm saying, Branch, I'm... Branch is the biggest. It ain't me. I'm a pussy, so <laughs> I fall over and I die. Ryan, I have a couple of machetes in the, in the garage. Oh, no, there's no weapons. No weapons. Oh. Ryan would have a heart oh. attack. Break some ankles. I'm tall, but I'm skinny, so I get pushed over and... and Ryan would have a heart attack. I'm going to recommend a black belt in Taekwondo. I'd, uh, I'd, I'd lose my breath. 
I, Paulie, I'm sorry, but I think it would be. I think it would be. Pretty- I would too. I would too. <laughs> as as a as a former uh, as a former bar fight person in my younger days, uh, I de- I definitely think it would probably it would probably come down to uh, to me and Branch at the end, and one of us is going to have a heart attack. One of us. <laughs> well, it's definitely going to be either, you. Either well, we just got to take a pause for a smoke break. Right. <laughs> this fun <laughs> shit. I don't care who you are. Man, Hold on, we got, we got bird one. Hold on. So, Mike, uh, Mike, so. Mike, the parking lot. I don't really know if this is a question, so I'm just going to read it and tell is, me. Is is Mike? I like his hat. I like his hat. What'd you say, Ryan? Is Mike's last name Hunt? Is Mike Hunt? I don't. I I don't know. His bio says nice pants. Uh, I like him. <laughs> His comp. I don't know if it's a question. Hashtag, Burmy and Big Red. Imagine this: a beautiful maid, white snapback, with a red Cooperstown logo. I guess he's talking about a hat. Congrats! Now we can get the next six months or more of Red's Twitter. I don't know what that means. What does that mean? Thanks, Mike. Our next question I don't think was for the podcast. I think the guy was a little confused, but we're going to read it anyway and get everybody's uh, opinion. Steve McCabe, he comes to us from Kennyworth, Ontario. At Twitter, explain something to me. I own Ocean's Eleven, Braveheart, and Hunt for Red's October movies. (laughs) But every time they come to telly, I have to watch hashtag COVID-19. Well, Steve, you tagged a podcast, not the movie The Hunt for Red October. So you have to watch The Hunt for Red October when it comes on TV. Or the telly, as Steve says. What's that all about, eh? Yeah, you have to watch those movies when they come on. Ocean's Eleven, Braveheart, Hunt I think for Red we, October. I think we found Vado's burner. Here's the thing, Steve. You need to put some of your face and watch Hunt for Red's October. Yeah, done. done. I get what he's saying though. It's like trying to. It's like flipping through channels and you see that like Forrest Gump or Saving Private. Well, you you're not. You, you're stuck. You know. <laughs> you're just there. So now, he if, sounds like a if, very old if, man. <laughs> if those movies frustrate you because you've seen them a bunch and you're tired of them, that's one thing. But those movies are amazing. So, yeah, whenever they're on, yes, recycle those movies. Whether it's Hunt for October is amazing. Uh, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade is amazing. Yeah. Um, Shawshank Redemption Redemption is amazing. Those are are infinitely watchable. Yeah. And and when you see them, you're like, oh, my God, I love this movie. And you feel wrong if you flip the channel any further. Of course. Exactly. You know? Yeah, so Steve. I'm going to fucking watch The Last Crusade tonight. I'm doing it tonight. Steve, watch the damn movie. Um, Hunt for Us October is unfucking believable. It's my, Tom it's Connery my, is amazing. It's my favorite movie. That's why the podcast is named after it. What? You, what were the movies that he said? Hunt for October, Indiana Jones, right? No, it was Hunt for October, Ocean's Eleven, and Braveheart. Oh, okay. I was trying because in my mind I was like, are those all Sean Connery movies? No. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. No, <laughs> so, only one. All right. Oh so, yeah, I know. We started talking about the last crusade, so you can cut all that. I shit don't really out, get so. the Ocean's Eleven, but yeah, yeah, Hunt for Red's October and Braveheart. Yeah, those are just Fantastic. awesome. Yeah. So yeah. Ken, Ken actually submitted the next question. 
Hashtag Birmian Big Red. Who is your favorite Red who doesn't have a World Series ring? And I think you said later on to exclude King Griffey Jr. just because that would... Yeah, because, yep. Yeah. Favorite you know, we'll say Jr. And yeah, right. so Davis, I... Larkin, Morgan, Foster, all those people are out. Yeah, because they've got World Series rings. All right, uh, Paulie, here's the thing. Let's start with you. Who's your favorite red? Here's the thing. No World Series. Adam fucking done. Adam fucking Not a bad choice. Done. Not a bad choice. Done. I, I, no, I don't think there's anything else. Adam fucking done. Adam fucking done. Ryan. Uh, my heart wants to be Casey because I love, love him so much. But uh, I, think the correct, I think the correct answer is Joey Votto so far. Acceptable, acceptable, because so far. Yeah, God damn it. Branch. I really ain't got one, I don't think, but so I'm going to answer for Callie and say Drew Stubbs. <laughs> oh, fuck Drew. Damn it, Branch. <laughs> All right, Ken. Show up, I, I That's pretty funny. That's pretty funny. That's good. <laughs> Does Richard really have a World Series ring? Did he get one with the Giants? I, I think no. he... No. That oh, he I, lost. Uh, oh, yeah, they no. lost that one to the Angels. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, All right. I really does not have one. Neither does Joe Randa. Yeah, we'll get... I remember when they signed Richard Reilly. I was like, hell yeah, they got a great ball player. <laughs> hey, hey, did Hannigan get one when he was in Boston or no? I think still on that he team. Did. I think he did. I think he did. I think he did. He was doing the knuckleball. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I think maybe I see Hannigan but I think he got one in Boston. I All think right. he got one. I think he got one in Boston. I don't remember. All right, Ken. Uh, I know that uh, Johnny Goldman did. Yeah, Ken. Favorite red? No world. Now, I thought it was going to be Deion Sanders, and then I Here looked, and Bastard had one in '95. So, um, with with Braves, but Deion Sanders was, was amazing. And now, it's Votto, or it's Sanders, or it's. Matt Latos. Oh, God. <laughs> That's... Ken, do you really want me to go golfing with you now? <laughs> <laughs> My answer would be... Uh, Aaron, Aaron Harang should have gotten a World Series ring. He's, he's perfect. That motherfucker would have been a workhorse through the damn playoffs. Yeah. So mine was going to be Joey Votto, but since that's taken, hmm. Sean Casey was a good one, but then one's taken. Does Cueto have one? Yeah, Cueto got one in with the yep. with the Royals. Cueto got one got with, one with the Royals. Yep. Man, so he's out. And Adam Dunn was taken. Man, you're all leaving me with. I've I'm got so... I've got one. But uh, go ahead. What about Dimitri Young? Oh wow. That's Ooh. that's good. I love Dimitri Young. That's pretty good. I did that's too. Pretty good. He never won one. No. Nope. Because he came from the Cardinals when nope. they were terrible, and then yeah. did he went did to Hannigan the? Did win one with? Yeah, yeah. We went to the right time. Okay. I believe he got one. At the right time. Maybe, but why do you like him? He just likes Ryan Hannigan. I don't know. Dude was just he has good. He has good hair. We have good. We have some more hair. Hannigan, Hannigan was just a great. You know what, Corky Miller, he should have gotten a World Series. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Miller. Shout out, Kev. 
Shout out to Kev. All right, so our next question comes from Kevin What the Fuck Althouse 3. <laughs> yeah, that, that's his name. Hashtag Burmian Big Red. What's your favorite animal? Mine or dogs? I've had seven of them in my lifetime. Poor fuckers. Favorite animal? Uh, let's see. What's your favorite animal? Dogs. I just got, and that brings me into we got a Rona puppy this week. And it's the greatest thing ever. And I suggest if your house is like, eh, because we're all cooped up, figure out a way to get a puppy. We got one. It's fantastic. It's the most wonderful thing ever. Until you have to potty train them. <laughs> That's the reason you do it during this. Everybody's That's true, home. Because everybody's home. Everybody yeah. can watch out. Everybody can chip and, it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's not been bad at all so far. Ryan. Because everybody wants time with the puppy. <laughs> Ryan, favorite animal. My favorite animal is a dog, but fuck all these animals in my house because I fucking hate all of them. Don't talk about your wife like that, dude. That's not like, very nice. I swear to God, like, Ouch. the dogs are just fucking under my feet all the time, and the cats are trying to fucking kill me. Like, I'm just fucking sick of it all. Get the fuck alone for, like, 20 minutes. It'd be great. It'd be fantastic. Ken, favorite animal? Dog. I got nothing. I, I had a tarantula on college and the tarantula was kind of sweet it was a rose hair and it it would walk on you and do nothing and and it looked like a tarantula but <laughs> so the that, tarantula looked like a tarantula is what you're saying yeah okay but like it wasn't threatening at all it kind of sat there and was cuddly but no oh. you know what fuck it let me get a goddamn tiger give me a fucking tiger i'll Take a goddamn yeah. tiger. Yeah, okay. your wife will feed it to you. No, your your wife will feed you to it. Give me a goddamn tiger. You can get anything. I'm fucking give me. I'm give me a fucking tiger or a lion. Tiger or and like that. Maybe a, a fucking monkey. Put a monkey fucking on my answer, shoulder. All right, Coop. A tarantula is my answer. I got you. Here's the thing, Polly. Favorite animal. Here's the thing. You guys are idiots. A fucking eagle. An eagle of all How long does it take you to figure that out? America. An eagle. Like a bald eagle. Any type of eagle. Like, they're going <laughs> to... You guys are idiots. Eagles are the America. best type of animals. America. Dogs Bird are shit decent. all over... Everywhere. Bird hey, shit hey. fucking everywhere. Dude, you, you know what else? You know what else? You know what else? A tiger. Fucking an eagle. eagle. Fucking uh, yeah, they also right shit. They also shit a ton more than that's an true. eagle well, does. That's true. That's why you have litter boxes. <laughs> box Scoop for a tiger. You're gonna you, you're gonna hit you know a what? six foot box. Six I got foot one of these. I got one of these foot. electronic ones. That motherfucker can just stick his big old ass in there, take a big old shit, and it'll just rotate. And scoop it for me. It's really great. Nah, really good. I want an eagle. I want a bald eagle. Welcome Damn. to the future, bitch. Now. I would normally say dogs. We've all kind of talked about that. I'm going to go with giraffes. I love giraffes. That's why it was so sad when uh, the unnamed person killed the one at the Cincinnati Zoo. There it is! <laughs> Someone killed a giraffe at the zoo? Think about it, Polly. Oh, fuck yeah, Coop. I know. <laughs> I'm an idiot. But outside of, outside of the giraffe murder, I actually do like giraffes. I don't know. I like, uh, I just, I don't know something about them. Just even their big, tall necks and they're kind of, they run, they makes you laugh when they run. Cause they're kind of like, <laughs> but I don't know. When I go to the zoo, they have the thing where you can feed the giraffes. And I just like to feed the giraffes. I, like that is, I love feeding the giraffes. Hold on. Coop. What, what do they like when they run around? <laughs> no, you only get that once. 
but you the, look the, at them the, running. The, all the Cincinnati Zoo, they talk about all the hippo and shit all the time. But the giraffes and the otters are the fucking best thing there. They just are. I think they should cook Fiona to feed the homeless. I, dude, I, I agree. I will do it. I, I agree. I mean, look at all that meat. Smoke that shit up like it's cool. I mean, those people need to eat too. Christ. Imagine the bacon strips we get off that thing. Imagine the ribs off of a yeah. hippo. Oh. Hippo ribs. Hippo oh, burgers. No. Hippo Blood steaks. Huge. They'd be oh, huge. Yeah. Hippo, hippo, huge ribs. Smoke some hippo butt. Dude, that hippo butt. I could feed the homeless in downtown Cincinnati for a month. That's what I'm saying. Cook them. Yeah. Cook BB too. The bomb. Just cook all the hippos. Would Would your piss be the 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 brine for it or what? What? Because that's oh, no, probably no. what we, they like. We treat the meat with respect. I mean, we oh no, yeah. Rub it up good. I mean, no. we would kill them humanely. Yeah. I mean, we wouldn't just take a shell that blow out their brains. We would, you know, do it humanely. We'd use the no country for old men like killing machine things. Yeah, the no. little, the little thing that just shoots. Poop, just <laughs> blow yeah. the shit out, man. No, because you don't want to spoil the meat. Hey, hey, real quick. Real quick, we actually have some red Um Rob Wooten has retired. He, uh, uh, he was trying to come back from, uh, I think, he, what do you have, another Tommy John surgery, possibly? Uh, he's retired. It just came out. Shout I did out, see that. Shout out to Rob Wood. Yeah, I did see that. Didn't get a question from Jesse Byrne. Come on, Jesse, you're slacking. Uh, oh man, my second favorite Australian. Who's your first? Huh. Uh, my best friend Glenn. Oh, okay, <laughs> I'm about to say if you said Steve Irwin, I would be like, well, yeah, no, 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 no. I love Jesse though. He's a great dude. I don't know. I I don't have TikTok, but somebody sent. One of his TikToks is yeah. dancing. <laughs> yes, and it's TikTok. fantastic. And we're leaving this part in the podcast. Jesse, you you provided so much entertainment with your dancing. Please continue. Yes. I, I might join TikTok and follow you just because of the dance. That- Dude, TikTok's addictive as shit. No. It was- Really it's crazy. Crazy. I set up for hours. Oh my god! No, see, not TikTok. No. When you first get TikTok, it is so addictive. See, I liked. That's so good. I I'm gonna age myself here, but I liked Vine. I thought Vine was awesome. Six seconds. That's it. Yeah. TikTok is similar to Vine. It's just, I mean, it's a little different, but it's similar. It, but it's the same addictive, like yeah. it's, it's the same addictiveness. So you still sit there and auto feeds your videos you you just keep going down the feed down the feed down the feed Next you know, thing you know it's been six later. hours and you've yeah. pissed the yeah. shit all over your bed it's so <laughs> it's, it's bad <laughs> so so it's like phil then shut up to it's phil. basically phil. yeah basically yeah because you pissed and shit over your bed <laughs> speaking of homeless people shout out to phil shout out to phil um he's not really homeless he just looks looks it yes <laughs> just looks it. and Liz, hey, here's Liz the scary thing if this thing if this keeps up much longer and we and none of us have to go to well. I have to work, but if everybody else doesn't have to go work, everybody look like Phil. No, I basically look like Phil now. It's scary as fuck. <laughs> Ryan, like, I have not self cared myself in quite a bit. It's uh, pretty crazy. I'm I'm just gonna say you can go full Burmy with the hair again. Ryan, let's yeah, see. I've, I'm, Ryan, I'm I should. This was Ryan. This weekend should have been the weekend you and I met. I should be in Nashville. Is this like, the weekend? Oh, for a bachelor party right now. Yeah. Lou was supposed to come down here, I think. Like last weekend. Last, last weekend, weekend right. I think. Yeah. yeah no. I was like, man, I'm going to see. Yeah. Fucked hey, up. I'm, we'll make up for it. I really like you and I. I yeah. Yeah. Yes, for sure. So, 
we're not going to do a Tom. Actually, we, we're not really going to do a Tom Brenneman Memorial Cornhog of the Week, but there is some Tom Brenneman news. The Athletic recently oh ran. Oh, my God, did he die? <laughs> right. God damn it. God damn it, right. Please leave that in. <laughs> we're not going to have a Tom Brenneman Cornhog of the Week, but there is some Tom Brenneman news. The Athletic, and I believe it was C. Trent who put it out, made a poll for Reds fans of various things, uh, things they like, things they don't like. And one of the questions was, who is the, your least favorite announcer? And by far, Tom Brenneman was the Reds' least favorite announcer by the fans of The Athletic. So I just want to give a shout out to Tom for finally realizing that everybody... As he should. As he should. Maybe Not you're... everyone hates him. Just okay, yeah, every, uh, yeah, you're right. Uh, everyone, I mean, I'm sure. Do you hate Tom Brennan more than Chris Collinsworth? Yes, that's yes. my question. Yes. Absolutely. Uh, now, yes, I agree. I agree. Yep. Chris Collinsworth's yes. annoying, but Tom Brennan makes you want to punch things. I can, I can handle a little annoying. Like people hate Joe Buck. <laughs> Joe Buck's just a little annoying at times. But it was, it was, it Dude, was. He saved himself this week, big time. Though. Oh yeah, God, he had that joke. Oh yeah, shit! Yeah, yeah. yeah. If you didn't see yeah. Joe Buck's porn what? response, that's hilarious. That was. Bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. Tom, Tom is really good calling at like you know big moments, but it's the in between wow. that just makes him insufferable. Well, if you listen to him call an NFL game and it doesn't have anything to do with Cincinnati. You'd be like, all right, you know, he's not bad. Not bad. But him, not bad. but but the laws that you have in baseball, when he starts opening his freaking yap, uh, like the it's, fucking birds with each other. God bless America. Fuck Tom. Yeah. So, well, like my my long thing with Tom has always been, if I didn't keep up, you know, I work in tech, keep up on that technology, I would lose my fucking job. Baseball came up with these different metrics, and Tom was like, "Fuck them, I don't care," and then and then talk shit about them. What other profession can you talk shit about something new coming along and and keep your goddamn job? Well, I mean, unfortunately, it's, it's, it's like, not just Tom. It's, you can't it's, do that. Yeah, it's you a know? lot of announcers in baseball. A lot of them are. Yeah, are a lot of them did it, but Tom was yeah. he should not have fucking done it. The thing that, no, I completely agree with you. Shit. The thing and that gets me, laziness. the thing that gets me about Tom, and I don't know him personally. He might be a good guy personally. We're gonna, we're not, we're not making this part. This is not personal, Tom. If you're listening to this, it's not personal. It's just business. But pretend to love you. What what makes me the most nuts about Tom is the negativity, and I don't need a guy who you know is you know throwing the pom poms up and being rah rah good you know oh they tried so hard kind of All sudden right. But I mean, it's just like somebody will strike out, and he'd be like, "Boy, mercy!" You have to wonder if he's ever going to get it. That kind of crap is what drives me nuts. It, I mean, I thought that was his dad. No, but I think what it is is he, you know, his dad with it because he had skin in the game. He had been here. He was an institution. He'd been there for so long. Yeah, right. Been in his job for so long. Yeah. So he could get. A, I mean, he right. was. I mean, honestly, he's he's one of the grandfathers of of announcing, really. I mean, yeah, I mean, to the current. If you group. listen to any of the old Reds games, Marty in the in the seventies and early eighties 
was there wasn't so anybody better. fucking good. Yeah. I mean, you had so you had Scully and Marty. That's yeah. basically yeah, I mean, basically yeah. Vim Scully, Marty, and then oh, isn't there the guy nah. the Giants? The, the guy from the guy with the Giants. No, the guy in Detroit. What was his name? Yeah, um, Ernie. Ernie something. I know what you. Yeah, I can't think of his name. Yeah, yeah you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, and then you have Euchre. Yeah, oh yes, Euchre's Bob Euchre. Right, oh, right absolutely, yeah. absolutely, Euchre's Bob like, Euchre. It's like those four. Those four right there. Those are the four. House. You know, House. Not George Hallis. Not George Ernie Hallis. Was that his name? Something like that. He was. I remember. I and even Joe Buck Senior. Jack Buck. Jack How's Buck. that? Yeah, I don't know. I, I couldn't remember his name. <laughs> That's why I said Joe Buck Senior. Oh, Senior. <laughs> Although I put him below no, those other ones. Like, um, I, I watched because I was so desperate for fucking baseball last week. Um, I watched all four games of that of the ninety World Series with Jack Buck, Tim McCarver, and Tim McCarver can see a fat one. Well, and it was fine. But it was entertaining. But what marveled me was was Jim Cott. He was he was enthralled by Rob Dibble's ninety four mile an hour fastball. Ninety four. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And so that's what what draws me of of Jim Cott saying, "Holy crap! Dibble's throwing ninety four. That's I- incredible." If you don't throw ninety four nowadays, like you might as well be a middle uh, middle reliever. You, okay, you'll pitch the sixth or the seventh, or you the highest league. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you want to yeah. 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 listen, to yeah. say, or, or, you, can, you can find or the audio 90, file. Ninety four better be your changeup. Exactly. If you, if you want to listen to something beautiful, listen to the ninety World Series with Marty and Nuxie. It oh was, yeah, Joe Nuxall. I mean, rest in peace. That is that that is peak. No. Just great radio. Yep. Fair down the left field line, Billy Bates will score, and then this one belongs to the Reds. I mean, yeah. like, when Joe, when Joe died, that was every Reds fan's grandfather. Yep. Like, that, that's, I can't, I, I can't phrase it any better than that, is that every Reds fan lost their father or grandfather that, that day. Pound that table. Pound that table. Pound that table, Ken. And I agree with you. No, I, I, agree. I lost a, I lost a, a voice of the Reds. Yeah. And I, and it's been, I've, I've been searching for that for, a, for a while now with the Reds. Yep, I agree. I'm with you. So the moral of that story is, fuck Tom Brennan. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, Tom, I don't like you. Yeah. Yeah, cool your jets, Tom. Yeah, people yeah. don't like you, but yeah, you know, hold on another, would be another pair of pants and go on about your day, dude. That'd you know, be you got if, football. Hey, does anybody does anybody know where yeah. Kyle Schwarber Maybe. is from? Middletown, uh, fucking Ohio, Dayton, right? He might like Arizona better than so. Yeah, fuck Tom. So that about wrap up this episode of the podcast. We'll go around the room here and have everybody give their final thoughts. Callie had to drop because her phone died. She finally texted me back. Uh, so imagine that if Callie's phone died. No way. Uh, so Callie's final thought was that her phone died. 
Branch, let's start with you. Give us your final thoughts. Uh, if we're gonna, if you're gonna be stuck at home for a little while, figure out a way. Go get a Rona puppy. It's a great thing. Rona puppy. Ken, final thoughts. Oh my God! I hope they play. They play bases because the Reds can be really, really good with Castellanos and Shogo and Moose and Bauer and, and Disco and all these players who know the future of. Their ceiling is super high. So please play baseball this year, even if it's on the West Coast. Um, yes. So play baseball. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Speaking of super high, here's the thing. Polly, give us your final thoughts. <laughs> hey, here is the thing. <laughs> I was super inept. I apologize, motherfucker. Just enjoy your – I mean, I want baseball too. And it would be amazing, but I want all of us to be safe too. So, as much as we talk about this and banter and like one baseball, but I want all of us to be safe. Our our ball players, myself, your family, our families, everyone's families, just be safe. So, that's it. All right, Ryan. Final thoughts. Uh, stay home. Practice some self. Like you. Wash your hands. Yeah, exactly. Wash your hands, watch a shit ton of porn, and don't go outside. Damn it! All right, so my my thoughts. I want to shout out to the sponsor of the podcast, the Cincy Sports Gallery. Go on on their Facebook page, and uh, they've been doing some videos where you can see what they have in stock and uh, buy it. And they'll ship it to you because, you know, can't have the store open right now with the quarantine. But so go on their Facebook page, send them a message on stuff that, that, that you want. They'll they'll ship it to you and keep supporting your local businesses like that, like the Cincy Sports Gallery or a local restaurant out from there. I mean, I mean, I know people are still, you know, employed by the chains, but they're in a better a chain restaurant is in a better position to survive this than your local mom and pop. Businesses. So support your local businesses. Uh, Callie actually found me the uh, missing piece of my link to an art piece I'm trying to complete of a red, yellow, green, and red and blue backseat to the uh, riverfront seats. And oh. she found me a yellow one. And yeah. like randomly, you know, like, so, and that completes like the art piece I want to com- to complete. And it's uh, that's gonna be badass. Dude. That's gonna be awesome. I can't, I actually went yeah. to sell it this year. Uh, and, and that. And, in the show and i was like you know what i'm probably not ever going to sell this because it's something i've been like doing for the last 10 years of my life like trying to find these little pieces of art that meant a lot to me in my life and i'm like no 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 but yeah she like literally you know did that on her own and for a friend but so he has a business too and right support yeah. it and it's awesome so for cali who had to drop and branch and ken and Holly and Ryan. This is Coop saying we will talk to you later. Cincinnati, Ohio.